Welcome back to the show. This is such a powerful episode and one that literally moved me, to be completely honest. It is with Victoria Rader. Victoria is a possibility coach. She is a transformational speaker and founder of You to Shine. She provides individuals and audiences with powerful shortcuts to identify and free their inner potential so that they can turn what they think is impossible to possible probable, and profitable. After realizing that all businesses and practical approaches are limited by an individual's subconscious programming, Victoria created You to Shine. Now with two decades of experience, she has helped thousands to see their true potential, create their life of endless possibilities, and move from survival to stability to success and finally to significance. She is an internationally best-selling author with four books with her most recent book, Prosper Me, The 35 Universal Laws to Make Money Work for You. In this episode, we went deep. We covered a ton of different topics and it was such a beautiful and incredible conversation. Everything from trauma and drama, how we choose who we surround ourselves with, why we don't celebrate and how can we learn to celebrate even if we only have one person to celebrate with. The three laws of prosper, the law of service, the law of harvest, and the law of intended expectations. She continued to share seven areas of possibility centers and really just a different shift to see what untapped potential is instead of weakness or lack. And one of the quotes that hit me super hard was what you are criticized for is truly just untapped potential. And when you can see that the possibilities and potential that you have in yourself, you're then on the road to creating prosperity. This is such a absolutely beautiful, beautiful episode. You're going to love it. You're going to want to tune into everything that she has available. She has an app available. There's a free meditation in the show notes, and I've just been diving into her content and loving it. Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show today, Victoria. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we were just having a good little laugh because you are a possibility coach, which was going to be one of my very first questions. And we just started laughing because you were asking me questions about my podcast and do I monetize it? And I'm like, oh, I'm working on it. She's like, oh, it's a good thing that you have a possibility coach on today. So welcome. (laughs) Timing is good. Thank you. Timing is everything. It is, is isn't it? It is. Um, Tell us a little bit about you and we're going to dive into possibility coaching because I want to know more. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, I I grew up in Ukraine, so you know, I tell people if I fall apart in the middle of the podcast, you didn't do anything. Something something touched my heart, you know, in in a deep way and so this mm-hmm. is a hard time for me, but it also I believe gives credibility to my message. I think and the message in a nutshell that it is possible to have a fulfilling life and mm-hmm. to find meaning and joy regardless of what happens, right? So, but I grew up in Ukraine back when it was a part of the Soviet Union. Um, I left shortly after it became independent. And when I came here, I thought my dreams were always to travel the world. And I thought, what an amazing time, you know, to be able to do that now that we are, um, the Iron Curtain is down. Um, And just so to explain it, you could not leave the country. In the Soviet Union, you, you, not only needed to have an entry visa to some country, you had to have an exit visa. The country had to give you permission to leave. And of course, the country did not let you leave. So it was a very fascinating way to understand how the external freedoms can be limited. Thank you so anyway, for sharing that. Yeah, can I ahead. say thank you for sharing that? Because I don't think, in all fairness... A lot of us in North America truly understand, like we might get frustrated with what we feel are being taken freedoms away. But when you're sharing it that way, understanding like that, that Mm -hmm. is a lack of freedom. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think that COVID has been a blessing in disguise Mm -hmm. if we choose to make it so, because it showed us that some of our freedom of travel can be stripped down by, you know, for good reasons, bad reasons. That's not the purpose for this conversation, no. but they can be stripped down, right? Yeah. And then you make a choice internally. And so the gift that it gave me, um, I could tell you story after story. You know, our election was here's one candidate, yes or no. That was a choice. And if you chose no, you got follow up from the you know, from the party, one party, one party, not two parties, not one party, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and that that said, are you sure about your choice? Because if you're not, there are going to be consequences. So, but the joy of that is that very early on, I realized that while my external freedoms were minimal or non-existent in some areas, the freedom in my mind and in my heart Mm -hmm. was untouchable. It was untouchable. And so in my mind, I saw myself in all these unique places. I went to the library, I got the books. And I gotta tell you, 38 countries later, I have been at Taj Mahal. I walked the Great Wall of China. And no, I didn't have money to do that. So one step after the other, my life was shaping to show that the very first step to come out of feeling powerless is to start believing that it is possible. And not that it is possible for somebody, not for some great person who had incredible opportunity, but it's possible for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and hence, I kind of fell into this journey, which, by the way, sounds like, oh, I had a big aha. This aha just came <laughs> a couple, honestly, months ago when my branding um team said, hey, we need to brand you somehow, you know, and I said, I don't know, I'm going to ask my clients how they refer me. So they said, well, you make things possible. <laughs> so that there you go. I love it. That's, I love it. That's, how it. that's how it happened. I came to U.S. and started uh, homeschooling my kids. And When did you come real to U.S.? When did, we're going to get into your real estate story, too, because that's obviously all connected. Um, when did you come to the U.S.? Permanently in 1995. Okay. So I've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. 
And when you talk about, you know, freedom of the mind and heart was untouchable, like you knew that, did you know that as a kid or was that something that continued? Was there a, was there a moment where it was like, no, actually I can think differently. I can choose differently or just curious. I felt it. I felt it as a kid. The awareness came in Mm. once there was enough wisdom in the mind to Mm -hmm. understand the awareness. But I felt this thrill of a secret. I had this secret that I could, I could go anywhere in my mind. Mm. And that to me is the definition of freedom. And that's how when I help clients to align with the frequency or reality of what they want, mm-hmm. we create that special space within their psyche. And that is their sacred, secret place. It's untouchable. And they get to step into that childlike joy of creation. So yes, I can describe it now because I have awareness. But of Mm -hmm. course, I had no clue logically. I just felt the thrill of this creation. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So you you moved here. You homeschooled your kids. You're in this space. and, And when did real estate come into your life? Yeah. So because kids spoke few languages, I thought I'll just do it for a year or two that they can stay, you know, multilingual. And um, I I love ancient history. So one of their, well, I don't know ancient history. I should redefine it before we jump to, the, you know, I don't <laughs> loving either, so. it and knowing it are not the same thing. Okay, I'm not good at it, but I love it. So um I was teaching kids both Latin and Greek, learning with them, because I figured that's the basics for a lot of languages. And I thought it was a great idea to take them to Greece. So they were young. My son was four. My daughter was uh, about seven and a half, not quite eight. And so we went to Greece for three weeks. I took my mom and my kids. We had an amazing time. You know, we walked through 5,000-year-old labyrinths, just incredible time. I came home. My husband said, sweetheart, I don't know how it was in the Soviet Union, but here nothing is attached to the little plastic card you've been swiping left and right. So, and it's true. There was no credit. There, nothing was on credit, you know, in, in new concept, right? We take things for granted, but back home, you either had money or you didn't. And yeah. most of the time you didn't. So you traveled in your mind. So I took, I, I brought my family into debt and this is 2006. So, and so I Google, I literally Google, I go online and I say, what is the fastest way in America to make money while staying home with kids? <laughs> I can't even imagine great, what would pop up for that right now, especially, but yeah. Right? yeah. And the great all knowing, God of deception, Google, you know, yep. tells me it's real estate. And of course, if you think of 2007, homes are flying out the shelves. You don't need yep. to work. You just, you just, um, so I get in real estate. Uh, it takes me six, eight months. I don't remember to be honest, to just kind of get certified and licensed. So I'm a proud agent in 2008 as the market starts collapsing, you know, and, uh, and I think it just, it just so beautiful. Cause we say ignorance is bliss and what I don't believe that always, but I think what it, ignorance about other people's fear is bliss Mm. because I was so ignorant in what was happening. I had no idea that I was supposed to fail as an agent, right? Because I was so ignorant about the market. And I figured, you know, I, 
I'm here to make money so we can travel. Um, I got a coach. I got an amazing real estate coach through Buffini and company. Mm -hmm. um, and then within, you know, the next year and a half, I became a top 1% of the agents in the U.S. while not working on Sunday because it's my day to recharge and, you know, to reconnect and uh, homeschooling the kids. So, and it sounds like, oh, how amazing. I should probably squeeze in while crying every night, questioning okay, what I was for, doing. Thank you for, for, because I'm sitting here going, I remember, I, vi I vividly remember 2008 and 2009. Um, I had just come off of a, um, a full hysterectomy. I was trying to recover. Oh. My husband lost his job and I was in a brick and mortar business that I did mm -hmm. not want to be in. And it was in a, in a, like a personal training studio could not be a worse business to be in during that time because everybody is like, okay, all the extras get stripped. We stick to the basics. And it, I just sat there and went like, I don't even know how we're going to come out of this. So I, I vividly remember the feelings of that time. And it was very, it was intense. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And the feeling of um, helplessness mm -hmm. because you know, I would see deals fall apart and people's dreams stripped from under their feet. Yep. And it was that feeling of not knowing enough, not being able to help them enough. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the cruel joke of it all was I told my husband, I said, look at it from positive side. We don't have anything to lose, you know, so our pain is diminished because we're starting from minus, you know, and barely a zero. But I saw people's dreams being crushed, right? When you're when you're in real estate, you're intimate to why people are selling. And so yes. many of them are selling because between the roof and the food on the table, right now they need to choose less of a roof and more of a food. Yeah. You know, and so you're yeah. listing their home. Um, and so it was very emotionally charged time. And I think the only reason when I say that, I mean it with the, from the bottom of my heart. The only thing that that brought the success, the only thing was that I, I didn't care about it, that I just cared of how I can help the next person. And so when the accolades started happening, there wasn't any more either joy or fulfillment or satisfaction of achievement because the process was so rewarding. You know, my greatest story in real estate is when there was a couple that called me to sell a house, they were getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. And that little inner voice, that spirit said, they're meant to be together. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> I've started, this is how I got into coaching. I started saying, hey guys, let's just, it's a tough market to sell, which was true. But mm -hmm. let's just look at all the reasons. And so I always say my greatest deal was the one that brought me zero dollars. And I think that's that's a principle of success. I think that is an incredible principle of success. And I think that it speaks volumes about you as I'm listening to, like I realize we've just met, but it does speak volumes because you're in this space. Like, I, And of course, I cannot think of who said the quote, and I just read it again recently. But like the more you put out, not attached, like you give, you give without the expectation of receiving, like it, it'll all circle back sometime. But if you are only giving with the expectation of it should pay out like this, why doesn't it look like this? It's never coming. It's never coming because it will never meet what your expectations are. And that's what I'm hearing in a time where people were so distraught and stressed. 
you didn't have an attachment to, or an expectation attachment. Um, and I think that that allowed you to just continue to serve. Absolutely. You know, and to, to, to what you're saying. So my most recent book, Prosper Me, there are three laws that you've, that you've beautifully put in that one, one observation. There is a law of service, which is pretty much that, but there's also the law of harvest and the law of, a uh, law of, um, intended expectation or expectation. And so they are, you expect of yourself to do the best you're capable of. That is the one expectation we've come to have. And if you want to be severely disappointed in life, expect something of those you love <laughs> or <laughs> or set the expectations for what your efforts will bring, right? And so, and the the next thing is that with the law of the harvest is yes, we always, always, always reap what we sow, but we don't always know what it is we're sowing because it is actually the energy that goes with what we're doing that we're sowing, not what we're doing. So if I am helping somebody and I am putting an energy, I want to get something back, I have to get something back. That is the energy that is being sown. And then all of a sudden you're like, why do people want, why does everybody want something from me? Give me some space. But you're actually reaping exactly what you've sowed. So, Oh, there's so many reasons that I absolutely love what you just said. And we'll, we'll dive into your book even more. One of the things I'm super passionate about is helping people to publish their story, to publish their story, to share their story openly. I've, I've done it multiple times myself and I've, I've seen multiple clients do it. There's a reason why I'm going this way is when somebody comes to me, I can tell immediately where they are in their story. And if they're in a space where it's like still the victim mentality, which there's, there's zero judgment. It just is, we all spend time in that space that if they're in the victim mentality, I actually will say, don't start talking about it. Like don't start because you are only going to attract if you want to leave this space. And they're like, oh my gosh, yes. I don't want to feel like this. I'm like, okay, don't talk yet. <laughs> because mm. all you're going to do is attract people who are in that exact same space. And it's going to be that much harder in order to shift that. We do. What we put out comes back. It, mm. it comes back in in the most bizarre, unique ways, but it does come back. Absolutely. I, mm -hmm. I love that. No, same rule. I, I just add to it that when you need to share your um, story to be heard, do it once while tapping, right? The EFT, emotional freedom technique. Okay. Tap while you share negative so it leaves your system once and for good mm -hmm. and affirm preferably with a hand on your heart, the positive and once so that so that you can balance. And um, um, I just actually had an interview yesterday, Marshall appreciated and somebody said, well, you know, you talk about trauma and then drama and what is the difference? And I think that's just it. The difference is trauma is when somebody else took a dip at our self-worth and we believed them. Something happened in our life that cracked the wholeness of who we are as a human being. Mm -hmm. And we're so aware of it that we want to hide it. So we hide trauma. We bury it under the layers and layers and layers. And that's what's got to come to the surface and be exposed and be healed. 
But drama, like you said, is a story that seeks negative attention because we don't yet have skills to have positive attention. And so we are regurgitating the poor me, the powerless me, you know, and then we say, see, and it's happening again. We're looking for validation of our own pitiness. That's the definition of drama. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, allow for trauma to come out, release it, heal it. And drama just just let's all stop it. I mean, it ain't <laughs> worth our time. <laughs> exhausting. Like it's, it's just no, thank you. It's exhausting. Wow. What an incredible definition. Like I absolutely love how you put that together and shared it. And I'm just finishing my master's of NLP right now. So I'm like, you're speaking my language. I absolutely, yes. it was, I always say that NLP was the thing that I took that I didn't know I needed. Like it was, it was for me, it was the first thing I took that was not for strategy in my business. I was like, my gut told me you need this yes. and it need, you know what I mean? But I knew it deep down in my soul, it was like for me and it has been incredibly powerful tools. So when did you go that route or did you just, did you start to use some of the tools or how did it come into your life? Um. To be 100% transparent, who we are is who we've always been. And so, you know, growing up at age 14, and I don't think I've shared this actually. I mean, you've created a very unique space, I think, for the story to come through. But at the age I was about uh, even younger, probably at 11, um, I found these natural abilities of tuning into people's space. And I just played with, oh, coffee cup telling, you know, that coffee yeah would flip the coffee cup and tell mm -hmm. them where they are emotionally. And I would have playing cards and do that. And looking back with the knowledge that I have now, I understand that it wasn't the tools I was using because I was never trained, right? It was just reading person's energy and then recognizing the patterns and how that energy resonates and shapes and forms certain expressions of it. But when I was 16, and I've done that as a hobby, um, was going to school in Kiev, and the girls would come every Saturday. We'd do our little coffee reading for fun and cards. And, and one of them, I could see that there was this great sadness and a loss of a parent. And, oh, I, you know, I couldn't say a parent, but a loss of, of, of somebody very important to her. And within two days... Her father, who was in his early 40s, died of a very unexpected heart attack. And it freaked me out. It freaked me out because I had so many emotions. Where did the knowing come from? Was I supposed to do something with that knowing? Like, I, I really, looking back, I think it was an incredible identity shock because what I thought was a fun hobby has come out in a very unique way. And so I kind of froze and threw myself into the other spectrum, into religion, right? I've read the Bible four times. I've gone to all denomination. Then I started traveling, you know, I've gone to all these different pathways. And it's taken me years, like really years to identify the difference between the knowing coming from great overall designer refer to God as that, right? And to find my path. And I'm not here to proselyte my path ever, but it was important for me to identify it. And so once I knew who I was and that it was safe for me to develop my abilities, 
I started looking for ways to expand them because I knew that the reason I was succeeding in real estate was yes, the care. And so I wanted to know more. What was the system of care? I've come to identify them as universal laws. There wasn't enough to learn about it. So I said, great, I will channel the information. I will develop the information. So I got my degrees, I got my certifications, but just like for you, it was on a journey of growing who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm thrilled that that journey is shared with my family and my clients, you know, that, that it is contributing to the world. But it really was finding out, okay, now I know what I came for and I've got to be stepping into it, mm -hmm. you know, fearlessly and wondrously kind of a thing. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Seriously, that's that's beautiful because I think I think that sadly a number of people will go through their whole life and not even question what they their skills are, their knowing, what they like they know that they can contribute to others. I have so many clients when I ask them the first time, you can see just this blank look of I, I have no idea. I don't know. And it's actually it's it's sad for me because I always like to say, like, I can't, I can't use your gifts. You can't use mine. We each have our own. And if we don't use them, they're untapped. And who is who is not going to reap the, be the benefits of us showing up in that energy? Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, I for somebody in this space that, because it's hard to know your own strength when you haven't been encouraged to discover them. You know, um, yes. the very first book I wrote was in 2011, was called Until You Win. And I said, you know... <laughs> Because we're so criticized by society or parents or whatever your bringing is, is understand that everything you're criticized for is unpolished strength. So if you're being called a stubborn mule, pause and say, oh my gosh, I am persistent and I know how to endure. So I have a talent of persistence. So now I'm going to be wise about what I'm persisting through. And that allows for you to accomplished versus to be standing in front of the wall and be hitting your head on it, you know? So, but yeah, if you, what are people complaining? What is your significant other's greatest complaint about who you are? There is such a gift in that. There is a gift in that for you. So. Oh, I think, yeah. If you're not watching this, you saw my mind just kind of blow because I sat there and went like, what you are criticized for is un- did you say unpolished strength, unpolished strength? Yeah. yeah. That is such an incredible thing. Cause I often talk about like young girls. I don't know. I, maybe this speaks to you, but I am curious, like growing up in my era, my generation time, it was very much like seen, not heard, right? We kids not to be heard and call it redhead, Aries, feisty. I don't know, but I was, I never followed that rule. Like I never, it used to be like, you're too much. You're too much. Yeah. You're too much. Like, why do you have to speak so much? Why do you have to do it? <laughs> it's actually what I ended up making a living out of, but it's, it, why can't we call those skills like leadership skills? Why do they have to be bad? And so I think that I just love how you phrase that. It's like unpolished strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and it, yeah, no, it's, it's, you, you, you have a phenomenal give of authentic expression is if I were to coin that it is authentic expression that is just gorgeous. Yes, yes. And yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, I taking it, taking it from the other angle is that I have this exercise that hopefully serves somebody today. And that is 
you break your life into areas. I do it in seven areas because, you know, I talk of each chakra or energy center as possibility center. But you can do it in a way that is comfortable for you, maybe relationships, maybe, you know, work, money, however you want to look at your life category in different categories. And then um, I have uh, clients assigned from one to 10, the degree to which they are feeling they're succeeding or failing. So if let's say, because re my recent book is about money, prosper me, let's take money. And because the world is suffering right now from money. So if I take, you know, 10 being, okay, I am Warren Buffett, that's a 10. That's a good 10. You know, we time. get that. And one is, I don't have a home yet. Because quite frankly, for all of us, if you have a home, you're not a one. You are, no. you are at least a three, right? You have a roof yeah. over your head. So just important to know where you are. But let's say you put that number, you kind of, and it's subjective. There is no objectivity here. You kind of internally say, in my love, I'm a four. In my career, I'm a two. But in my money, I am a three. Whatever mm -hmm. numbers you are. So you look at it and you say, okay, that would be, that would be a failure. Three out of 10. We've all been to school. There is nothing to celebrate there. <laughs> Nope. But the joy of knowing it that you look at that and you say, okay, wait a minute, three out of 10. So 10 minus three is seven. So what does it mean? My untapped potential, my success potential is seven. Seven Ooh. out of 10. I have seven out of 10 of untapped potential to succeed. And then you go like, wait a minute. Oh my gosh, I am full of potential. And you see, this is true because affirming something you don't believe is poisonous. Affirming, I am a fit and fabulous and while you're like throwing up and sick about it. Yeah. When you say, I'm stepping in my potential of wholeness. Whoa, okay, your brain says, girl, we're on the same page here. <laughs> and then you say, what's the first teeny tiny practical step? Yeah. to tap into that potential. So the concept is the same. It's a law of polarity. When you see the dark, where is the light? We have one job in this world, in this day, daily. Where's the light? Where's the light? <laughs> Find it, expand it. I love that example. Like, absolutely love that example. And as you say, like, where's the light? Looking for that. If you've spent your life looking at the dark, you just gave a brilliant example of how to shift that and see it differently. And as soon as you start to see what is possible, you then start to like allow your mind to imagine. And as soon as the mind starts to imagine, now you start to see like, oh, wait, this all of a sudden you start to get these, these downloads or messages that can come in that you, you can't plan and map through. I think you have to allow your mind to see like what all the things are that is possible. So when you started your real estate business, and you started at probably one of the worst times in history to start a real yep. estate business, right? Really. And you, within a year and a half, grew to like the top 1% without the expectations of it looking a certain way, which I still think is one of the best parts of the whole story. What was life like? Like, so as you are in this space where, because you had to be surrounded by agents who were not seeing the possibility they were mm -hmm. right so what was Correct. life like then for you um you know a fantastic way to to look back actually just a great question to look back and that is so important i 
purposefully surrounded myself with agents that were thriving. Um, and I want, you know, as long as I talk about it, I will always go back to Buffini and company. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't sold real estate since 2013, 14. So it's a long time, almost 10 years, right? That I've done my, uh, my coach, my, I guess I don't know what we do. What, what is that we do? Possibility coaching, <laughs> whatever we do. I've done it for 10 years, yeah. but every year, including this year, I take my kids back to their mastermind because once a year, um, Brian Buffini does this gorgeous mastermind where people that want to grow come together. And I think it's so important to have uh, people around you that are on the same frequency. It doesn't matter how many. Mm -hmm. It is great to have one person who celebrates you as opposed to 30 people that question and doubt you. And I think it's so, so important to find that one person and to have discernment. There'll be people in your family and in your life that you will want to share your wins with, but they're unable to celebrate you. And so instead of trying to force them to deliver something they can't, Develop discernment of who in your life celebrates which parts of your life. It takes a very high frequency, very pure energy for a person who is unhappy in one area of your life to celebrate your happiness there. So it's not that you're hiding out. It's that you're protecting sacred space. So when you have a win, who is the one person who can genuinely celebrate it with you? It's so important to have that discernment because... You know, I somebody said, well, well, how do we eliminate the oh. the influence? And I said, well, look, if you walk into the ocean, you're going to come out wet. I don't care who you are, okay? <laughs> Maybe like Christ, you can walk on top of the water. If you do, you are an exception. You <laughs> actually are an exception. You can go through the ocean and yeah. stay dry. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, just watch where you're going and who you're doing it with. What a great example. Seriously, it's a great example. And I can think right now of a couple of clients. If you're listening, I still love you. I just want you to hear that message again, because they will take their win to the person, their family, their, their, uh, whatever, a sibling, friends. And because they're not as happy for them as they expected, whatever that is, they let it take away from the win that they have. And I always look and go, okay, but what's like, what are you doing to celebrate your win? Like forget everyone else for a second. Like if you can't sell, if you're looking only for the validation outside, you're still missing out on a piece of your own celebration. And listen, women, this can be a hard one. Trust me. Like it can be really, it can be uncomfortable to celebrate ourselves And when we do, sometimes people say, but I just get like these other women come after me because I shouldn't be doing. I'm like, well, look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Because when you do surround yourself with women who are not threatened by your success or your wins, they'll cheer you on all day long. Mm -hmm. True. That's, that's in a nutshell. That's, that's true. And I think um, one of the greatest addictions we have is that to self-sabotage. Nothing brings us more joy than sabotaging ourselves, you know. And so, and I, I, I oh think God. as you, as I'm dying you because it's so true. I'm laughing <laughs> at this story. Go ahead, sorry. But I think it's so important to listen to internal questions you're asking. Um, one of the latest products I'm 
have so much joy creating right now is going to be like a deck that's going to allow us to focus on asking one question for the day, like pulling the card. And that's the question to create reality because there are two questions of sabotage that are hiding out. When things are not going well for us and life happens, all of us in that boat, Mm -hmm. several times a day, possibly, maybe months at a time, right? We, life happens. And because it does, we can ask or hear ourselves ask internally or externally, how much longer will it go? How much more can I take? Mm-hmm. What else can go wrong? What's wrong with him? What's wrong with me? Never ask what's wrong with you. Do you really want to know? Because once you do, the reticular activating system is going to create it for you, right? So, <laughs> so the question is, when things are going poorly, mm-hmm. A, it's not good to deny that they are. You just say, this is the past results showing up right now. I can't change the past. This is this is reaping time. Mm-hmm. So you ask, what is the one thing I can do to make it better? What is the one thing I can do to make it better? How can I make it better? How can it get better? Those are the questions when things are going poorly and you hear yourself in self-sabotaging mode. Oh my gosh, it's so unfair. How could they do it? The second you say, how could they do it? You're tuning in to the frequency of how they could do it and you're creating it for yourself. So... The reaction is there. You validate it. I don't like this. Great. How can I change that? Or how can I create the opposite in my life? Mm-hmm. But the more dangerous one, I think, for people that are developing spiritually and are you know trending towards success is when things are going well. Yeah. Is that... That's that's when we're like, oh, now I can really spoil it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so the second things are going well, we're like, have this internal programming. And the programming is that, well, how long can it possibly last? I mean, you know, what's going to go wrong? Mm -hmm. And we take turns in different areas of our life. It's like, oh my gosh, if I have money, then I have a fight with my husband. But if I'm happy with my husband, we're just so broke because we're proving to the world love needs no money, you know, and we're cycling in that. So the question is to create, and I love it. The second you're successful, the first point of celebration is, this is your sacred secret space. Nobody hears you. This is for you. You say, wow, I wonder how much better can it get? Mm -hmm. This was amazing. And now I wonder how much better can it get? And you're just asking your mind. You're not rubbing it into anybody else's face, right? But you're asking. And then your brain will continually expand into better and deeper and more profound opportunities. And then you're going to start to see them and then it's going to, then it's available. What a great frame. I love that question. Like, I wonder how much better can it get? And yeah, that's a really powerful, it makes me think of the Marianne Williamson quote, right? We are not afraid of our darkness, our shadows. It's our light. It's the, it's like the fear of success. Can I hold it? Could I maintain it? Who am I to even think that I could be that person? And I've always, that has always rung for me because I just, we, we think we're so afraid of the shadow. And I really deep down believe it's like, can I actually hold the success? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, another, another story that comes in when you say that I had uh, an amazing client of mine who said, I just can't commit, you know, I can't commit to things. I, 
I either overcommit, uh, you know, and then I don't fulfill it or I'm afraid to make a commitment. And, and, you know, and I was going to give her practical steps of how to stay committed. But what came through was so gorgeous. And that was, oh, wait a minute. We're always committed. Always, always. The question is whether we're committed to our scared parts mm-hmm. or our sacred part. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as I was saying it, that the words with time, as I was looking at them at the page, the scared and the sacred, the letters are the same. And ironically, the letter C, the, and I have chills, I say the letter C is the one that shifts and I call it the C of your commitment. And so at all times, you're very committed. You're either committed to the lazy, scared part or traumatized, unhealed part or whatever part of you. Mm-hmm. And the only way, the only way to recommit to the sacred, I call it, or as you express, you know, through the um, the Course of Miracles language, the light within, right? That part is to love each and every scared part that you encounter, right? Without just listening to it and saying, and guess what? And I love you anyway, and we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I love you enough to do it anyway. I say that to myself often i last yesterday a long day i'm laying in bed i'm like yeah i'm not getting up oh yeah i am you know why because i love you enough to get you out of bed today Mm, that's beautiful seriously that was so beautiful thank you for sharing that that's like that's great little tools and simple shifts that each of us can make and we know how much every single simple shift adds up right it continue it just adds up and we can always look at it. And I think if you can look back and even think about, you know, we're not, I'm not the same person I was yesterday, um, last week, last year. And so I think in the world of social media, it gets really easy to compare mm-hmm. to other people. And I always try and bring it back to like, who am I compared to last year? Who am I com- like, compare ourselves to ourselves so that we can see that growth and recognize that. Absolutely. No, I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't. I think the comparison drains even more than the criticism, you know, because if we compare less than we criticize ourselves and if we compare more than we criticize others. And so I think that comparison through insecurity starts criticism and what we criticize is what we create once again. Right. We so it's just um, I agree with you 100 percent. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so we're in the space. How many books have you written? Four that I know of. <laughs> wow. Okay. So four, because I keep hearing different ones. Okay. So um, tell us about each of your books, kind of just in order of what yeah. ones you released. Until You Win was the first book I wrote, and it was eight steps to winning um, life. God, ain't secrets. You know, the tortoise always wins was the concept of the book. And so I took that fable and uh, broke it down to eight very basic principles of winning in life and what it meant. Um, And then the next book came out was actually what I used for my doctorate dissertation turned into the book, which was Until You Shine. And that was the universal laws, the question, the universal laws questions, how to answer them. That book is for somebody who's really, really wants to sink their teeth into high language on spirituality and energy work, you know, and, uh, and really seeking something out. I wrote that book because I couldn't find one. 
that the book was written, I was like, I wish when I was looking for something, I could do that. So that's the, the way it was written. Um, then I did a book that was called Heaven is for Everyone that we turned into our first app. The Heaven is for Everyone is much better as an app. And I don't know what we charge for it. Maybe it's three, four bucks one time. It's called Master Me. And what it is, is energy activations, which is an affirmation charged with energy charge. And there's a voice form. Uh, and it's on your calendar. It's like a daily affirmation. So it's broken out into 52 virtues mm -hmm. because I believe we have come to master virtues so that we can work with universal laws. Mm -hmm. That's just my little, you know, um, map of, of, of what we're here for as these spiritual beings with human experience. And so that's 52 virtues daily. And my favorite work of all is... Um, Parallel, two parallel works, the book that I've just released, Prosper Me, which is the 35 universal laws to make money work for you. Um, and that book will probably be the first one of seven that will open each possibility center or chakra. So that's the money one. But really, the pride and joy of everything that I, I believe the greatest offer we as a company have at this point is our Empower-Me app. And it's a little ambiguity, Empower Me and there's a lot of copycats, but it's Empower-Me because what that app does, it breaks down all the work that we're currently doing and the app updates with different skills and offerings. For example, there is a My Grief set. I believe the earth is grieving right now. And I believe we're grieving as humanity for different reasons. And what it offers is 90 aspects of grief. So you take the phone, you shake it, or you click it, and it matches your energy with the aspect of grief you need to process. And do I have your permission to do that? I feel strongly, Marsha, to do that for the audience. Would Absolutely. that be okay? Absolutely. You Mom's know, open. I know you, I know you asked about the book, but that's where the spirit took us. So we'll just follow. So let's just say what, what it is that we're processing here. So I'm just going to click one and give it a second to select. Oh, wow. Feeling physical mourning in your cells. So the validation is every cell in my body seems to be mourning. So we store the trauma and the mourning in our cells. And then the visualization, and you will appreciate it because all the visualizations are based on your linguistic programming that, that we've worked with the clients. So visualization is with your eyes closed, imagine yourself standing under a beautiful shower of millions of droplets of tiny sparks of light. Imagine each tiny droplet falling deep within every cell in your body. See the light turned within each cell. Feel gentle waves of relaxing energy throughout your body. And now placing your hand on your heart, affirm with your hand on your heart. My cells are now washed with light rays. I am hopeful. I am me. Oh, That's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I'm still here, everyone. I, just, I actually just participated. I love that. Oh, that is absolutely beautiful. Like I, yeah, what a, I cannot wait to look for it. So it's Empower-Me app. I'll make it's sure it's called empower dash me and the me in a description is spelled as little M big E Perfect. and all of our products are branded that way to remind us that we're mortal surrendering to eternal or matter surrendering to energy material surrendering to essential and then manifesting surrendering to expansive. So when I say I'm me, I, it's a reminder for me who I really am. 
Mm, that is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today because yeah, I cannot wait to look into it more. So what what's on the horizon for you? Cause you've done like, even when I think about it, you just said that you, when you go back to the person that took her real estate license, trying to find a way to get her family out of debt, trying to figure out what was happening, starting at the worst time in history to where you are now, do you look back and what do you think? Like, how do you, how do you see yourself? And what Not to through? trigger anybody. The one thing I think is how great is my God? That's what I think. <laughs> That's what I genuinely think yeah. with every fiber of my being. I look back and I say, I know what he had to work with. <laughs> and yet here we are. So that's, that's honestly is what I think. I think it's a miracle of unfolding of, of, you know, the spirit of divine of God through me. That's, that's honestly is always the feeling I have. And what's next? And, you know, I have very tender love and understanding of, of who, once again, of who Christ was. It's just, it's my love that I'm mm -hmm. expressing. And what I find is that the world is torn into shreds because we cannot seem to seek and find oneness. And one of the messages I have come to understand is that if you're not one, you're not mine. So for me, restoring the oneness through the energy of genuine love and respect and that you have a choice, you know, I'm going to stick my head and say, you have a choice, Christ or karma. That's okay. It's your choice. Nobody can make it from for you or take it away from you, mm -hmm. but there's no need to attack anybody for the choices that they're making, that we're all here to walk our path. Mm -hmm. so. I think that is beautiful and required right now. I think it's very, very, very needed. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting time. And I, I appreciate your message that the world is grieving right now, because I yeah. do think, um, I do, I do feel that I a hundred percent have felt that. And it's also been such a time of watching other people. I have said it. I feel like this time amplifies more of who you are. It's yes. amplified. It's not, it's not that we can't change, but it's amplified. And, you know, we'll see situations where it's like, where, when did we start treating each other like this? I don't even understand. I don't understand what, or it just becomes so, you become so much more aware of it. So I do feel like more and more people speaking this language, speaking this energy, speaking this message, it, it's, it's, it's required right now. Yeah, I, I believe so too. And that's what your podcast so beautifully is doing. The authentic expression. I'll say it again. Woohoo. <laughs> if I you're in Marsha's space, you are blessed and lucky. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm just going to receive that. I'm going to receive that. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people find you to learn more to, I'll make sure everything you have is in the show notes, but where's the best place to direct them? The best place to start is to take a um, free quiz that mm -hmm. shows you the emotional healing mode for you to start with money, but that's just way beyond money. And the easiest way to find it is moneyquiz.me. We're all about me. So moneyquiz.me is where I would say, if you are somebody who wants to translate the inner light into the practical success is where I would start. If you don't, if you 
don't like taking quizzes, you can find anything and everything on our site, which is youtoshine.com, yu2shine.com. I always get back. If you have any questions, you can send a question via contact form or on Instagram. It's vika underscore raider, V-I-C-A underscore raider. Mm -hmm. It might take me 48 hours, but I will always answer every question. Perfect. Thank you so much for this and this conversation, which I know could have gone in 10,000 different directions because it's so fascinating to me. So honestly, I love all of the content that you shared. There's just, there was so much. It's just such a joy. Um, I also know that in your show notes here, you've got a free meditation that is, yes. yep. Yeah, I will make sure that that is in there from from scared to sacred, which I loved the play on those words and letters and understanding that. So I will make sure all of that is in there as well. Yeah, that meditation is gorgeous because it it's only five minutes. I'm very big on three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. In the app, all meditations are guided and they're all three minutes. So no excuse that you don't have time to meditate. That's where I started, right? Everything I've done was to heal myself. <laughs> so, I don't have time to meditate. Do you have three minutes? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's funny it's because quick. I think, isn't the one saying, like, if you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, you need an hour. And I'm like, okay, don't tell people that because... <laughs> Like you just, it's just, it, you could change your state. It's funny. Cause you could, you could do a three minute meditation like five times a day when yes. your energy starts to shift and it's chunkable yes. and it's doable. It's amazing how impactful that can be. So yes, I look forward to trying that. Well, you know, and the concept we don't talk about because that is the higher truth. And I love it is that it's three minutes Newtonian time as you tune in into space outside of time here on this plane it's three minutes mm -hmm. but oh but 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 you have tuned in so deep that you know that in the aspect of einstein time the you know everything is relative so look at the three minutes as what you make out of it mm, it's like an investment in yourself you're actually gaining time mm -hmm. when you're doing it right yeah yep, that's yep. beautiful that's beautiful i have loved this conversation i have one more question for you um, what lesson in life are you most grateful for? I was, um, we'll share the story and how that lesson came to me because it's been the one story that, that vibrates through me the most. Um, in 1400s, there was, uh, a famous, um, sculptor, his name was Donatello, and he was asked to carve a sculpture. He was given a huge piece of marble to carve a sculpture as he carved that sculpture. I mean, and he, he refused to carve the sculpture because he found that it had a lot of veins. And for the marble to have veins, it's a bad, bad marble. It cracks, it's unsustainable. So he rejects it. So the part one of the message is that we've all been rejected. Mm -hmm. Somebody somewhere sometime has rejected us. 50 years later, a different sculptor whose name is Michelangelo, out of that marble, out of that same flawed marble, carves what's arguably is the most famous statue in the Western world, which is David. David still stands in Florence. I got to see David. Gorgeous. Stands outside, open to all elements, undestructible. So when Michelangelo is asked by his contemporaries, how could you possibly carve this gorgeous statue out of this flawed marble? His answer is the fuel that fuels every day of what I do professionally. He says, I saw the angel in the marble 
and I carved until I set him free. Mm-hmm. So the message is when you're rejected, somebody's chopping away at your marble. You're born to be free. You're born to be free. And for me, my story is whenever I feel suffocated by the marble, which is sometimes daily, mm-hmm. I just remind myself I'm born to be free. Stunning. Beautiful. Beautiful. Like what a, what a fantastic Thank you for sharing that. Cause I know that will land with a lot of people. Honestly, that was just, that was, that was beautiful. And we are all born to be free. And I think that whichever definition you give of freedom, know when you are the person who is blocking you the most, which is a lot more often than what we realize. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for an incredible conversation. Well, Marsha, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope we stay in touch. I have a feeling we will. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.